Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am super, super excited. What a cool week, man. It's the week before Thanksgiving. I'm still trying to figure out, um, should I take my uh, my turkey out of the freezer now and put it in the in the, in the icebox to uh, the refrigerator to, to thaw? I don't know. I'll have to watch some YouTube videos. It's like I'm fixing a washing machine or something. You know, I have to say about YouTube videos, the, the cool thing about them, my, uh, my father passed on um, right after we got the house back in 2015. And, um, you know, devastated, of course, as, as, you know, like anybody would be. Um, but I was really nervous because, you know, my, my lifeline of, of advice on, hey, how do you fix this? How does this work? How does that work? Was gone. Then I discovered YouTube videos, and they have saved me more than once, um, you know, fixing light switches and, and things of that. Uh, there's a whole wealth of information on there that I am so glad for. Um, but I try to glean a little something from everything I watch, and we, we have some filmmakers on today that um, some actors, a, um, not only an actor, a cinematographer, from a fantastic new film. It's one of my, um, I'm a big action passion film uh, fan. I love them. And this fits the bill. It's a new movie. It drops uh, here in a couple weeks called The Guns of Eden. And uh, we've got the star, Alexandra Faye, uh, I just figured this out, actually. Alexandra Faye Sedagan and Mr. Chris Cosgrove on with us today from Guns of Eden. Hey, folks, how are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. What a film. What a film. I don't know who did the cinematography on this, but, man, they knocked it out of the park. It was phenomenal. <laughs> um, Chris, I, you we'll know, everybody we can get a hold of that guy. Every film. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. How cool. Let me ask you both, because um, you both, your respective uh, inputs, in the film here, we're just stellar. Um, let's start with Alexandra. Uh, you know, knocked it out of the park, Alexandra. Completely <laughs> believable. Loved your character. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. How how cool is that? Let me ask you. When you were, um, did you 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 grew up obviously on the? I, I detect a little bit of an accent. Uh, north uh, northeast there, right? Uh, yeah. New York, uh, Pennsylvania, that neck of the woods. Um, did you know growing up when you were a, a young lass that, you know, movie star, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing? Um, I mean, I knew I wanted to do it from pretty young age. I think it was like 13 or 14 that I realized I wanted to do it. Um, but it wasn't since I was little, little. It was definitely a little bit older that I realized. <laughs> when I was little, I was well, too busy playing and running around the woods. <laughs> ma'am, you were doing it. You were doing it. You can turn the TV on and see you looking back out at you, you know? That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I would definitely be going through my, uh, my, my high school Facebook group and just saying, oh, by the way, uh, you know, if you don't get enough of me, turn your TV on because there I am um, or will be uh, December 6th. Um, now, Chris, you grew up same neck of the woods, I'm assuming. Uh, I grew up in Niagara Falls, New York. I'm currently nice. just outside of Buffalo in Cheektowaga. I gotcha. I gotcha. Used to, I went to school in Boston, so we would um, skip over. And my family lived in Metro Detroit, so whenever um, I would go home, we would drive right through there, cruise across Canada because you save about I don't know a day's drive. And um, oh yeah. 
oh my god, that drive across Ontario there was just like never. It was like going through Texas. It never stopped, oh, yeah. and it was no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just fields, uh, you know, hours upon hour. I'm like, isn't there a town or something? I mean, uh, but man, it was crazy. <laughs> so let me ask you the same question though. Growing up, uh, you know, Niagara Falls. You said I'm not going over it in a barrel. Um, I'm going to be a cinematographer. Did you? Were you always like the movie guy? I have always had an interest in filmmaking. Uh, in what capacity that would always fluctuate. Uh, really early on, I wanted to do special effects. Uh, there was a, a time when I wanted to be a stuntman. Then I realized you had to be in shape. Uh, you had to be athletic. <laughs> so, so that wasn't going to happen. Um, you I, I act a little bit, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I've always wanted to be a filmmaker. Well, here it is, man. You're doing it. You're doing it. Now, did you both know, I've known Gregory um, for a while. Uh, he was on one of my uh, podcasts uh, back in the day, and uh, it's so cool that he's made another film. Um, great writer, too. Did, did you guys know yeah. him personally, or did you uh, get cast or pulled in for, for this project? How did it happen? Um, I didn't know him personally. He uh they were they were casting how we ended up meeting mm. and then we ended up having a mutual friend as well so that kind of helped in nice. the whole like interview process nice uh, yeah well, there I've you known, go I've, I've known greg go ahead chris oh sorry uh yeah i've known greg since 2014 if my math is correct and this is actually the fourth or fifth film that I've done with him. We actually live five blocks from each other. We, we met through, wow. um, yeah, we, we met through a film festival that Greg runs called uh, Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. Nice. Nice. Well, it's very cool, man. And you're down the street. So, you know, two o'clock in the morning, somebody, either <laughs> you have an idea, well, somebody's getting woken up. It's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, film festivals are cool. I I am a, a big fan. I had never been to one. This was many, gosh, many years ago. I think it was 2005, something like that. I was living out in San Diego, and um, the San Diego Film Festival got a hold of me. And they said, hey, we're giving some awards out. Could, we thought it would be neat. I'm a painter. That's what my day job is. I paint pictures of people and stuff. And um, they're like, could you do some paintings of these people? You know, I'm like, yeah, not a problem. And they're like, well, uh, we'll give you a little bit of money, but also we'll give you passes to the film festival. I'd never been to a film festival. Go. Yeah, so I went and, uh, you know, did the paintings. That was all great and everything. Uh, I went to the, and I had no business cards the first day. Uh, I left <laughs> that evening and went to an all-night printer place. And said, I don't care what it costs. I need some business cards, man, because the networking at the film festival is amazing. And I got oh, yeah. So that's, you know, the next day I'm walking around passing out cards like, you know, Oprah giving out money or something. And, um, <laughs> man, I made, I got to tell you, I made a lot of money, not directly them, but just making connections. And for years after that, people, you know, they were like, hey, we need a painting or something. And. I'd get the call, you know, or the email, and I told all of my friends, my musician friends and stuff, I said, I don't think I've ever seen a movie without music, so get down there, you know, um, there's a lot of opportunity here, and I think it's that way with every film festival, not just San Diego, you know, um, you meet people, well, like Chris was just saying, got some work for films. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that's actually one of one of the most important aspects of uh, Buffalo Dreams, the, the festival that Greg runs, is uh, he, he's very pro networking, and we we meet filmmakers from all over the world with that festival, and it, it's a great opportunity. That um, honestly, I wish more of the the Buffalo filmmakers would take advantage of. A lot of the locals show up for their own film when it's screening, and sometimes they disappear without realizing just what an opportunity a festival like that really is. Oh, yeah. You got to go to the parties and stuff, man. It. Um, I started, you know, until I moved out of San Diego, I, I was involved with them. Um, it got to a point 
Well, I would even throw my own party. You know, I'm like Elton John or something. I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm going to huh. throw my own thing. And um, it was, uh, you know, not official or anything. And we put unofficial on it, but uh, it was definitely worth it. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, and especially, especially if you're – Greg's a great guy. I'm telling you right now. And, uh, you know, Chris and Alexandra seem pretty all right, too. Um, you know, get down there. Get down there to the festival. And if you're not in Buffalo or whatever, find the festival in your town, man. I'm telling you, you're leaving Definitely. money on the table if you don't. It's insane. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very, very Actually, cool. Now, what if, oh, go ahead, Alexander. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. It's funny enough, the, the connect that, that I had to Greg, my, my friend that knew him, I, we met at a festival. And you I was think? actually, yeah, it was one of my friend's festivals. Um, I can't even remember which. He runs like 10 festivals. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but down wow. in the, the New York, a lot of work. York area. Yeah. He, oh, that's he's, crazy. Um, but we ended up meeting. I was working the door for him, actually, when I was like really? way younger. And we ended up talking, and it ended up two, three years down the line, turning into, you know, you know, him telling me that I should reach out to to Greg and and Tamar. That's amazing. That's amazing. See, yeah. folks, one day she's working the door. Next day, movie star. No, I get Alexandra. It might be hard for you to go out. Well, it's going to be after the film comes out because you know <laughs> you'll, you'll be chased down the street and stuff. Um, People wanting autographs and, you know, red carpet dates and all that. Um, you know, I mean, no, I'm, I'm teasing a little bit. But this is a really, really good film. And one of the things I like about it, female lead. You don't, you don't see that that often, if ever, um, in an action action movie, you know. And you did it. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. Something I really liked as well is it was a female lead without a romantic interest. Um, right. You know, because it's you much more frequently see like male leads without a romantic interest. Cause it's like his movie. It's about him. Uh, you, I feel like at least me, I rarely see female led movies that don't have any romantic interest at all. So I was like, this is cool. I like this. Cause it's just, it's about her story, you know? And, oh, and how she, so I thought that was a really cool element to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we're living in the age of prey, you know. I'm a Native American, man. Everybody, it's the new Billy Jack for all of us Indians. Everybody that I know has, has seen that. And, you know, the cool thing about your character is you didn't have to learn how to throw an ass, um, you know, with a rope. Uh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Uh, just kick in some doors, you know, shoot some guns and whatnot. Um, she, she does deal throw an ass rope. Sheriff. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, well, there you go. There you go. I was just going to build, we have this giant yard, and I'm in the, you know, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but, like, I'm in this thing, I feel like an ant or something. I'm, I'm always doing projects, like making our yard just the coolest thing ever. And um, I don't know. I, I, I just put in this, uh, our tribe does this marble game thing, and I put in the course uh, for that the other day, you know, a couple weeks ago. And um, the next thing I was going to do is axe throwing. I was going to, like, hey, let's build an axe throwing thing. We'll throw some axes. It'll be great. Everybody will love it. Everybody loved the idea except my wife. She's like, are you yeah. insane? Recipe a bunch of drunk people that. throwing axes. Not a good plan. I'm like, yeah, you're That's a lot. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have much, but it'll be going away. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um so that's cool, man. You got this film. It's a female lead, and you're, you're kicking ass in it. Did you, when you first got the script, were you kind of you're like, man, I'm gonna have to really, uh, you know, step up instead of going to the gym twice a week, I got to go three or four times a week now. I mean, were you concerned <laughs> with the physicality of it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely was like, okay, well, I need to keep on because I was luckily already going to the gym a decent amount um, mm. just to like maintain strength and whatever and just be healthy so you know i i was like okay well i'm gonna add some like kickboxing into this and some additional weightlifting and some whatever but 
Yeah, that was definitely one of the first things I thought. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be exhausting, um, but it's going to be worth it. So, yeah, that's cool. Nice, and you're a badass now. So now if you go on a date and some drunk idiot starts something with your date, um, you know, he can say, hey, hold on. Let me introduce you to the action star here. She's going to proceed to <laughs> kick your ass now. Um, amazing. Amazing. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Now, Chris, you cinematography. This is like, as I understand it, like the overall making the film look amazing. And you did. <laughs> you know? So well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah every, everything, that, everything that the camera does is uh, determined by the cinematographer and the director. So um, the overall look of the film, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. I, I loved, you know, and the CGI in this, you didn't, you know, because I've watched, especially independent film, and I'm not I'm not bagging on it or anything. I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, CGI, you know. No, CGI is needed, man. I like Star Wars, as I know Chris does, too. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it would have sucked without CGI. I'm just saying, folks, it really would have, um, as yeah. far as, like, the, the storytelling element and the look and whatnot. Um, it, it's CGI a tool just, just like anything else. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. And... It's so funny to me when I hear that, because I have some film friends that, you know, 
Um, usually in the horror genre, to be honest with you, I have some horror friends that are horror fans, love them to death, but I won't watch a movie with them because they're annoying, you know? Um, they're like, yeah. that guy's spleen didn't explode the right way. I'm like, what the hell do you right. know about spleens exploding? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know? And, um, you know, people that bag on stuff, too. I, it, it's just, I'm at that age, I'm turning into an old man now. And um, I just want to have a lot of patience and nonsense. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. My wife wife limits my time. I'm like a little kid. She's like, you can only go on Facebook for so long, Jamie. Um, I can't get into (laughs) arguments with these people. You ain't going to win. It's like kicking water uphill, you know. Uh, Especially. I I hear you, man. Yeah, you know, because I'm the first person when somebody starts bitching about, like, a band or a movie. I'm like, well, what the fuck have you done lately? (laughs) You know? Show me your work. Yeah, 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 people that ruin somebody else's enjoyment of something are just, like, the worst kind of people. Like, just let let people like what they like. Let people enjoy what they enjoy. Yeah, I think that in in film school, I would always get really annoyed because, you know, you'd have these, like, blowhard professors that are like, this isn't cinema. And they'd be talking about like a Tom Cruise movie or something. Or like, you didn't like Sharknado. Like, well, you know, it's making a lot of money. So like, and and they're teaching about this. So maybe like, just like get off your high horse for a second and understand there are different forms of it. Yeah, exactly. This isn't the most proper way. Like, don't care. Most people don't care. Like, you know, and aren't educated in that in the, in the specific thing. Like, they just want to be entertained. So, like, just let people be entertained the way they want to be entertained. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to go... I, I go to movies for a good time. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And, you know, a little escapism and whatnot. Um, although, I will say, your guys' film, uh, Guns of Eden, did look, hit a little close to home. I live in South Florida, so, you know, the land of corrupt police officers, apparently, you know, there's a new news story every yep. other day. Um, you know, it's an issue. And, uh, right. and here we are, you know, we, but I, man, I got it. I got him on tomorrow too. Um, actor Bill Kennedy loved the comeuppance in the film. I don't want to give anything away, but Oh my gosh, <laughs> that needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. He, he was easy to hate. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I am telling you. Man, you don't want to get pulled over by him. Is he a nice guy? He's the nicest guy. He's like just really nice. You know? (laughs) Well, he's good at acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now, the the fact that he was so easy to hate was, was a testament to his acting ability. Oh, I I love a character like that. I'll tell you, because I'm not I'm not in the movie business, but I'm definitely that annoying friend that's a cinephile. I have the backyard mm. movie theater, and I make my friends watch films with subtitles sometimes. You know, I mean, it's I'm that guy. And um, you know, I was thinking about this when uh, when the sheriff got what was coming. I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give anything away. But I was thinking about, I'm like, you know, has there ever been movies where the villain didn't get it, you know? And then uh, it popped in my head immediately, Jaws. I'm like, yeah, that mayor should have been eaten feet first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't happen, you know? I needed that to happen. Oh, um, the closure. You needed the closure. Exactly. So no, what, one of the movies that, that one of the movies where that happens that that uh, I've only seen acknowledged a couple times is Steve McQueen's bullet. Uh, people mm. people rec- remember the car chase, but if you watch the story, it's, it's not a happy ending. <laughs> the, no. the bad guys win at the end of that movie. Right. Yeah, they do. They, I just recommended that to that movie to somebody I know that was talking about car chase. They never have a good car chase in movies anymore. And I'm like, well, you want to see a great one? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Grab some popcorn because it's kind of long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here it yeah, comes. Yeah, you're right. You were right. That movie reminds me of hotel, the song Hotel California 
because it doesn't end well. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, my gosh. Very, very cool. Well, one of the things um, well, I wanted to ask you guys. Now, Guns of Eden, I, as I've been doing the podcast, and this is episode 1302 or something like that, um, that I thought that film time, like film creation time, was the same as the time I'm used to experiencing. I didn't realize how long sometimes making a movie can be. It's, yeah. You know, I turn the TV on. I'm like, ah, they knocked this out last week. Pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Everybody's working. Uh, no, not at all. That could be three or four years ago. Did you guys, was the filming and the process of making this film, was this happening during uh, COVID and the pandemic and all that? Oh, yeah, right, right in the heart of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's actually yeah. one of the reasons, and when when you speak with Greg, I'm sure he'll explain more of this, but that was actually one of the reasons why Greg pursued this movie, because as big of a project as it, it is, and as work-intensive as it's going to be, um, the fact that most of it took place outdoors allowed us to keep distance and allowed us to be safe in the right. middle of uh, a pandemic, and you know we were able to pull this off, and we put uh, so many um, safety measures in place because of COVID and uh, that, that actually it slowed things down, but we managed to get it all done in 16 days. I believe it was 16 days. Shoot. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I think amazing. Well, I hope everybody in your guys's, you know, personal tribes and everything uh, weathered that storm and nobody got sick or anything. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm, I'm telling you, me and my wife, like I said, we live in South Florida. It's the Studio 54 of ignorance and, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> illness deniability. That's where we live. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's man, you don't even know. Oh, yeah, everybody, you know. And, um, and, and not only that, it, they're all of a certain age that feel that way that live here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. shouldn't you be, out of anybody, be worried more than anybody? Um, yeah, exactly. You, wanna, you know, but anyway, um, we weathered it okay. You know, we were washing hands and, you know, we were into it, man. Um, walk in, there's a big thing. Of, everybody's getting Lysol down and everything that walked in. Um, me and my wife, I'm saying, and, uh, you know, and she was real worried too. She's like, she didn't want our dog to get COVID. That was her big thing. She goes, nobody's talking yeah, about I'm like, you know, um, but we wondered yeah, it. Okay. Got to protect the puppies. Oh, I'm telling you. And then last month, like a bunch of dopes, we uh, we decided to go to Disney World uh, for a week. And um, so we went and, you know, COVID's over. We, we bought into it. We're, we're like going around with no masks or anything, you know, just isn't this great? Come home. She starts coughing. Oh, I got a headache. And uh, all of our friends, it's kind of funny because I'm not a hugger. Everybody, I, I don't know when that trend started, but everybody hugs everybody now. And yep. she got sick, you know. And she took. I said, "Let me grab the test. I got a bunch of tests in here uh, that I ordered from the post office." And sure enough, she had the line. And I said, "Okay, you got a quarantine." I kind of made fun of her a little bit. I'm like, "The guy who doesn't hug didn't get sick. That should tell you something, you know." <laughs> but um, yeah, she was in the bedroom for. Uh, um, and the, you know the crazy part is our bedroom TV had went out and it was being oh, no. fixed. But yeah, so she's stuck in there. But we've got one of those little Google speaker things that probably everybody's like, aren't you worried about them listening to you? I'm like, we're so boring. Uh, you know, I feel bad for whatever <laughs> job it was to listen to it. But anyway, I she's like, I'm so bored. I don't know what to do. And I, I, I said, hey, uh, I don't want to say it because that thing will go off. And I'm like, hey, blank play a true crime pod. And so she sat in there for a week listening to true crime podcasts and having oh, yeah. that <laughs> You know? Um, yeah. That's her thing, man. Anything to do with crime. We've watched more murder shows. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, 
dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. And that's, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to say, though. She really enjoyed this film as well. I don't know if it was because of the female lead or the, the, the criminal aspect to it. Um, <laughs> you know, it was great. I think that is a big part of this film because you expect the police, I mean, they all kind of have a healthy, yeah, there's a few bad apples out there. But overall, if shit goes down, you expect the police to be, you know, pretty cool. The majority of them, right? Right. right. Uh, yeah. It was like two cool ones in this film. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what and, a great yeah, film. I, I said this the other day, actually. Um you know, it's funny because this was written like 26 years ago. And then yeah. it seems that it's still so relevant and maybe even, mm-hmm. you know, more. Um, so I think that's, that's something to definitely take note of is that this is not a new thing where we have this suspicion to like dirty costs. Like this has been a thing for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, you know, the good thing, the silver lining is uh, 
you know, uh, Alexander's character got in there, got in there, <laughs> Gabriella. Got the job and, done. Uh, got the job done, mofos. Yeah. Tell him. Let me ask you this, Alexander. As a, um, you know, as a person, a human being, not necessarily a woman, uh, but, but did you feel extra inspired, like, like comp, you know, you're like chest out a little more, uh, head held a little higher? After doing this role, after being uh, Gabrielle? Uh, it's uh, Megan, actually. Gabrielle's the other girl. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No worries, no worries. Um, I set my coffee down on my notes, and here's the result. I look like an idiot. Um, oh, my God. Megan. I, yeah, I think, um, I think so. I mean, I think more so I was just happy that we were putting more content out there that was like this. Like, yeah, like, I'm proud of you. It, but like I was also happy that we were making something with that kind of with with this very strong female that you know, could kind of do everything on her own, you know. Um, because it's it's such a great time to like you know I imagine like you know little girls getting to watch this and being like okay like I am capable of doing this as opposed to you know older content that didn't necessarily like, I was watching like the old Bonnie and Clyde the other day and I was just like dang mm. like if I grew up with this woman as, like, my idol, like, she's helpless in the whole thing because that's the way right. the world was women at the time. And, you know, I was lucky to grow up in the 90s, and this is, this is kind of when the whole badass female thing started. So I had some cool female uh, females to, like, look up to. Um, but even even more so now, like, to be able to say, like, oh, like, you know, the character's kind of gender neutral in a way. She's not super different yeah. and she's not super and she's just a person. She's surviving. Um, so Absolutely. I think it's like, imagine, you know, girls being able to watch this and say, like, and feel inspired and feel empowered by it. And not just girls, but, like, anybody, because it's, it's a survival movie. You know, and it, it, that brings up a good point, too. It, it, there wasn't a scene of, of Megan shedding her weak femininity to, to become the, you know what I mean? It wasn't bogged right. down with that. You know, she was a cop. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you the big, uh, you know, and, and Chris will probably agree with me, the big takeaway from watching this film is um, don't be a drug trafficker. Doesn't end well. <laughs> Not a good career. <laughs> That's the moral I'm of the story, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Never the option. That's right. So no matter, kids, if you're listening, no matter what your guidance counselor says, stay away from the cartel. It's not a good, uh, oh, my gosh. They don't even have dental. You won't even get a 401K. Um, very, very cool. Now, let me ask you both. I know we're, we're concentrated on Guns of Eden, as we should be, because it's a, it's a kick-ass movie, kick-ass film. Um, but... I, and I know you Hollywood types, how you can be and whatnot. Um, sometimes you can't talk about upcoming projects until, you know, T's are crossed and I's are dotted. But do you guys have future projects you're working on that you can mention? Yeah, I have a, I have a film, actually. We shot it shortly after Guns of Eden. It's called Bound. I was also a producer mm. on this one, you know, in the same thing, like, you know, empowerment and survival and, you know, other some other, you know, kind of related themes. So that'll be coming out um, probably within the next six months. We'll be done with the film, and we're going to start the festival the festival route. Nice. Nice. And, Chris, you know, in Niagara Falls, New York, there's got to be, you know, a ton of um, uh, cinematographer work uh, just coming at your desk and whatnot. <laughs> I'm teasing. You're not that far from Toronto or New York, you know, so there probably is. Um, what are you working on, Chris? Uh, well, actually, Greg has a werewolf movie uh, in the works, and there's also the potential at this point to be the early stages, but uh, it seems like there's the potential for a Guns of Eden 2. Uh, so, so something's going to happen. It's just a matter of what's going to happen. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, Alexandra, your character, Megan, right up there, um, I never would have thought, when I watched the Equalizer movies, I never would have thought, yeah, Denzel Washington, action star, 
No, I loved it. I loved him taking out that Russian gang with a shot glass, or that guy, um, or at the Home Depot with a nail gun. Fantastic. Your character's right up there. He's one of my favorite action uh, stars. Thank you. So, you know, mission accomplished, girl. Mission accomplished. (laughs) Kick ass in this. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. Um, well, that's cool. Now, did you guys have a uh, a little, uh, or, or are you going to um, have like a little party in there, or uh, you know, show it on big screen, or um, are we just going right into uh, DVD release and digital? We actually had a premiere at, at Buffalo Dreams. We actually premiered the movie. Alexandra came into town, and uh, yeah, we had a packed house, and it was a great screening. Everybody had a great time. Yeah, it was a really, really nice premiere. Well, that's cool, you know, and that's that's cool. You know, one of the it's very exciting when when a film's being shot. You know, we I live in a little sleepy beach town. We never have movies or anything exciting like that happen. And a couple years ago, now I will say this: it was a horrible movie, horrible, horrible movie. Um, it, it, they filmed part of it here was the uh, the rocks. Um, the hell was it? It was uh, one of those TV movies that they, I can't even think of the name of it. It wasn't, was it Baywatch? Might have been. Um, it doesn't matter. But anyway, the whole town went down there. They actually had to get the police and everybody to hold people back. Uh, oh. <laughs> all these old people in walkers are down there. Yeah, we like the rock. Huh. I want to be an extra. But you can't. Oh. You guys don't have rock walkers. What's wrong with you? Um, anyway. Anyway, uh, very, very cool, man. Well, you guys are doing it. You're making films and whatnot, and uh, I can't wait to see. I didn't know Greg was doing a wear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bug him about that. I love werewolves. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to see it. That's called Frenzy Moon. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Oh, man. Well, Alexandra, it seems, you know, hey, that film school's paying off, girl. You're, you know, you're starring in films. <laughs> Not just starring, are the stars, you know? That's pretty yeah. cool. You know, you, you probably call your folks up and say, yeah, remember that whole plan of me needing a fallback thing? Well, you know, yeah. not yeah. so much. Uh, <laughs> not going to be doing accounting anytime soon. Sorry, Mom. Um, oh, what was, <laughs> Alexandra, what? What was the, the fallback career that mom and dad wanted you to do? Mine was, um, my dad wanted me to be a designer at, like, GM. Or, he was like, you like drawing. Why not draw pirates and get paid for it? Um, and then he wanted me to, for a while, to be a, uh, a court artist guy, you know, that you always see on the news. <laughs> I'm like, damn, right. Nice. Um, uh, it wasn't one. <laughs> oh, really? They were all, like, yeah. acting. I, I just. Good do plan. it and however long it takes. I heard, I heard an artist when I was younger talking about this whole idea and they were like, well, the moment that you say you have a fallback plan, you've kind of given up already on yourself. Because I the only agree. person that <laughs> is you, and then if you're already not believing in yourself, then like the whole world's already against you. So you're kind of screwed. Like, So I was just, I'll just do it. Exactly. Um, exactly. And deal with it. <laughs> well, you know, you have to, you know, and, and there's plenty of, you know, <laughs> there's plenty of work out there. Something doesn't work out. I, I had a friend of mine that owned a restaurant I worked at when I was a, at like a high schooler. And, uh, you know, I remember telling him my, my plan. I said, yeah, be the next Picasso. That's what's going to happen. And he's like, <laughs> well, I know you're uh, washing dishes. We're going to move you up to uh, sous chef. And uh, I'm, and he spent like two days teaching me how to flip eggs. He goes, here's the thing. And then everybody called me Picasso for like six months after that. He's like, here's the thing, Picasso. Everybody likes eggs, but everybody complains if they're wrong. <laughs> so you got to, if you can learn to flip an egg, you can work anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of effort to do it. That's kind of the way I looked at it, too. I was like, I mean, no matter what I do, it's going to take a lot of effort to get really good at it. So, Absolutely. you know, whether it's eggs or writing books, painting, you know, being an accountant, being a pilot, like all of it yeah. is going to take a lot of effort. 
You should always take pride in your work, whatever it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing, too, is people, um, even, you know, especially with my little podcast here, people are always like, uh, you know, because everybody's trying to start one now. And uh, they're like, how do you get advertisers? You know, how do you do all this stuff that you're doing? I'm like, well, once you get that first thousand episodes, <laughs> things get a little easier. <laughs> and they're like, what? That'll take years. I'm like, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, it's with anything. You, you just got to do it. And uh, now, how about you, Chris? Uh, did did when, when you told your folks, you know, yeah, films. That's what I'm going to be doing. Did they roll their eyes or were they supportive? Uh, I was I was actually raised by my grandparents, and for the okay. longest time. My grandmother wanted me to be a mailman. I don't know why. <laughs> every time, every time there, there was a help wanted ad, yeah, every time there was a help wanted ad for a mailman, she'd always like point it out to me. Oh, here's another one. Like, okay, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested. That's awesome. That's awesome. So- I'm like, yeah, dogs don't like Chris anyway. He should be a mailman. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure dogs exactly. love Chris. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I thought that was always kind of a trope, the whole dogs not liking the mailman thing until I got a dog. Nope, very true. It's a yeah. dog, very true. <laughs> and the mail person isn't even stealing anything. I'm like, they're leaving stuff. They're not taking anything. <laughs> they're bringing us gifts. Exactly. <laughs> you know, your expensive food, where do you think it comes from? That UPS guy you hate. Yeah, she hates UPS, Amazon, any of those things. And, um, and it's amazing because she can, she can hear the truck, like, when it's, like, two blocks away. She gets all tense. I can tell, like, I'm like, oh, here comes the UPS. Um, I don't know how. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, very cool. Um, Alexander, you've got this in the can, you know, it dropping, dropping. People are going to watch this in, in, like, a couple weeks, um, mm-hmm. you know, for – so you got Christmas covered. Anybody who knows Alexandra, guess what you're getting for Christmas? You're getting a DVD of uh, Guns of Eden. If she likes you, she'll find it. If she does, if you get an unsigned copy, uh, you better up your game a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But no, seriously, this can be. A... Say again, Chris. They can be pre-ordered on Amazon right now. So everybody start their oh, Christmas shopping cool. now. Very, get it out of the way, folks. Get it out. Everybody, yeah. I don't care who you are, somebody on your holiday list, Christmas or otherwise, whatever it is you celebrate, um, you know, is an action star, or action fan, I should say, not a star. I <laughs> only know one action star, and that's Alexandra. Um, but everybody knows somebody that's an action fan. So this is a great, uh, great film, you know. It's great gift, I think. They make great, great cool. stocking stuffers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, very, very cool. Well, you guys are, you know, both cool, turned up to 10. Um, congratulations on the uh, the film coming out. And, Thank you. Um, you know, keep kicking ass and taking names, huh? You both are really good at it. Absolutely. You know? Thank you. Yeah, very cool. Well, folks, that's going to – oh, I, you know, no, it's not. I totally – I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, we have links up, ladies and gentlemen, on our show page, um, on my website, and when we convert this, which will be here directly to a podcast, um, the links, and we blast it out everywhere, these links stay active. So if you're listening to this on iHeartRadio or Pandora or Spotify, whatever you're doing, however you're listening to it, thank you for listening. Um, but click on those links because we have the Facebook page, we've got the Instagram, Twitter, and the IMDb. And, uh, Pretty, pretty amazing. Very, very cool. And, uh, yeah, so thank you guys. Thank you guys for being on, taking time out of your day to Thanks for having be on us. the show. Yeah, any time. Had a good time. Any time. Absolutely. I'm going to be bugging you guys to come on another episode. Even if we just talk about film, you know, let's talk about Bonnie sure. and Clyde. Man, um, times were different, weren't they, Alexandra? Oh, my gosh. People got executed without a trial, you know. Mm-hmm. Until you that, the Don, uh, the John Dillinger story always gets everybody's like, yeah, you know these criminal. I'm like, 
due process. What happened to that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It was a different time. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Anywho. Anywho. Everybody, Guns of Eden's the film. And pre-order that sucker, man. Get over on Amazon and pre-order that. I will be putting a link up on all my social. I'll be adding the link right now to uh, the Amazon page. Um, that'll be on the show page and everything here directly as soon as we finish up. And click on that and pre-order this, man. Get it. Fantastic. Get it. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. I've got the coolest guest. What can I say? Uh, Chris Cosgrove, Alexandra. Alexandra. Not Alexandra. Mm-hmm. With, you know, she ain't that butch. Uh, no, she's pretty butch in this film. <laughs> Kicks the ass. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't want to do her wrong, is all I'm saying. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, very, very cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on. And, uh, folks, we will thank see you tomorrow. You. Uh, we got, as I mentioned mm-hmm. before, we've got Bill Kennedy tomorrow and the man himself, Mr. Gregory uh, Lamberson. So have a good one, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Bye. remember, folks, the world's still a little weird, you know, so uh, be cool. Be patient with people. Um, you know, if you're going through Taco Bell, the person taking your money ain't on the Taco Bell board of directors, so yelling at them ain't going to change nothing about corporate policy. Go home and write an email. Anyway, we will see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.